0: Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face, both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Uh, My name is Ash, and I am joined by three members of my firefighter family. We have Scott.
1: Hey, are you hosting that? Well, I said I'd start
0: it, and then we can go from there. We have Rob. Hi
2: there.
0: And we have Todd. Hello. So Rob has joined us coming out of retirement. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Apparently when you post in the group that we made years ago to start talking about this the people come back out of the woodwork so it's great <laughs> except for, for kevin <laughs> he's around he's around still <laughs> but he was busy skiing today and said he wanted to make it but he couldn't so playing in the ice yeah yeah we need more snow that's for damn sure but uh yeah no, I don't think we do. <laughs> yeah no we really do
2: We've had no snow <laughs> Says the snow
0: Yeah, I spent way too much money this year to not have no. to not have snow. Yeah, so if that can happen, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we have some news. Uh, what do you want to talk about there? Let's start off with uh, what's coming up on January the twenty eighth. Uh, January twenty eighth. Uh, so in our area is what we call a Bell
3: Let's Talk Day. So it's basically a, a day that they've identified uh, to really portray uh mental health and ptsd and and stuff mm. like that so not just ptsd but mental health in general so being able to you know reach out to the uh to the helplines uh, you know just make sure you you communicate with somebody um the good old saying you know share it don't wear it and uh, in the, in the emergency services anyways um so yeah it's january 28th is the bell let's talk day so generally in our area we'll see a lot of social media kind of pushing that as well um and just uh, basically make more awareness for mental health. And with COVID and lockdowns and people being really restricted and isolated, uh, we're seeing a lot more mental health kind of issues pop up. So Absolutely. it's even more important to mm-hmm. communicate, keep those social networks going, uh, even though you can't necessarily do it face to face. Like find a way to do it, go for a walk, you know. Um, like they're really
0: pushing those social distant walks, just, just getting out and active. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, I figured we talk about that quickly because uh, that'll happen before we sit down again together. So yeah, I think that
3: that ties yeah. into a lot of what we talk about too. Just it does our own you know mental health wise and uh, in our emergency services and mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of people just getting burnt out with yeah. just the restrictions, wearing the PPE, like you know it's a lot. A lot of worry about uh, work in general in the emergency services and then your you know your
0: life at home as well so that's
3: right yeah it really ties in what
0: and then the uh, yeah we got some uh, sad news out of Rancho Santa Fe uh, Fire Captain uh, W Chris Mertz he was uh, 54 years old and he sadly passed away uh, of COVID-19 complications yeah, it says uh, fire officials on Thursday night. Said a captain who worked 30 years for the Rancho Santa Fe Fire Protection District died from complications of COVID-19. Uh, the 54-year-old was most recently assigned to Station Five in Harmony Grove Village. According to the district statement, he is survived by his wife, Canley, his son Garrett, who is a firefighter with Cal Fire, uh, San Diego. And his two his two daughters, Natalie Roxanne, um, who both serve in the U.S. Air Force, so wow. uh, pretty darn impressive family. I think these guys, uh, um, yeah, they're all kind of about it. It's a, uh, uh, sad sad deal there.
2: Sounds like a yeah. fairly not fairly young, but younger younger dad.
0: Yeah, fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. that's uh, definitely the lower lower end of the age spectrum. That's uh, um.
3: Well, let just like, a lot of, when this all kind of started rolling out, the big fear was, you know, just mostly the, the elderly or immunocompromised, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of um, people, middle age and younger people, that didn't really think it would affect them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, media had a lot to do with some of that as well. Uh, but just as the testament to show you, you know, him being in the emergency services, you know, it's... Uh, It it does affect them. I mean, he's he's not the only. There's been many other Mm. uh, healthcare workers and emergency services that have passed away as well. It's just his was the profile that kind of popped up here the other day for us to talk about. But Mm. yeah, sad news though. Our best to uh, any family, or friends, and those departments that knew him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: And then, lastly, news.
3: Um,
1: Rotary.
0: Yeah, you're. FR awards,
3: yeah. So every year for the past couple of years now, um, our local Rotary has had a uh, first responder awards gala. Um, so pre-COVID, it was uh, a big formal affair. We'd uh, show up in dress uniform. Uh, they'd invite the emergency services, and uh, we would we'd pay for the tickets um, as well. For I think there was any extras. If you were invited in the emergency service, you didn't have to pay, Uh, and then at some other supposes, you'd pay for the ticket, Uh, and then a certain amount of general public as well. And they make a fair amount of money off that event, and then what they do is they give back to our departments generally a good chunk of that income as well. Mm. So they split it up equally. Um, However, through that, they usually put out two awards. Um, per department. So the RCMP, the ambulance, and the fire department. And last year, they did included search and rescue as well. Um, and they want like a, a firefighter of the year or a, a volunteer of the year award. Right. Um, this year with COVID, they've changed it a little bit. So we have one firefighter of the year, of the year award. And unfortunately, there's is gonna, not going to be a big formal gala, uh, but we are still going to be presenting the employees uh, with that award that they've given us. And we'll do a big write-up on kind of why we've chosen them. We choose them in-house. And it's uh, it's really good. You know, it's it's hard when you start thinking of the group of guys to try and really pick one firefighter or one paramedic out of that crowd because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people that do a lot of great things throughout our year when you look at all the calls. You know, so I try and canvas the, the group, say, you know, we, we're looking for somebody that goes above and beyond. You know, who's always... They're providing, you know, this calm conversation, uh, good patient care, any uh, innovative techniques, um, and then we we make our choice and present it forward. Nice. So that's coming up here this week. We're getting the awards uh, tomorrow from the Rotary, and then we'll be presenting them and putting them out in our local papers. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Does the person get the money or does the department
3: the The department gets the money, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, so generally, you know, for any other fun items and things like right. that, like, awesome yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool
2: good to show recognition to your guys that will be Mm -hmm. not an incentive but a way for them to realize they're valued and stick around as well
3: it's yeah you know it's really nice and i i wrote it up in our article as well that you know generally i find firefighters and paramedics like we're not ones we're like we're never ones to be looking for praise or thanks like we're very thankless individuals like for the most of us, we get kind of awkward when somebody says, oh, yeah. thank you, and buys you a coffee. It's like, no, no, I can pay for my coffee.
0: Thank you. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of awkward. I, that's the way I am. Anyways. I can get a free coffee last summer to save her whatever that was the summer of to save, save my life. <laughs> well, I get it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get <hate> all yours. <laughs> but it is, it's great recognition, you know,
3: um, and I think that's that's really good for those okay. individuals.
4: I, well, there's that joke. What's that? Uh, basically, the thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. my wife doesn't understand like it's like kind of a joke in the fire service and right. like military guys are always making, mm-hmm. like people thank you for your service you know, like, and we always thank each other for our service <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt Best from uh, Black Rifle Coffee actually he has a book called thank, uh, th- thank me for my service or, or you're welcome for my service or something like that's that right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and it but was, is nice yeah no, first that's, just a, awards. that's that's a pretty cool thing yeah. And uh, maybe lastly, we'll segue, speaking of news, uh, today we had a uh, local uh, TV station come down and do a uh, interview with uh, Chief Bob and uh, one of our members uh, who um, were showing off our new uh, water tender slash tanker for our american <laughs> listeners yeah. as as the uh bar boys always give a shit with our our uh, chicken tenders <laughs> so yeah it was actually pretty cool so i i know we spoke about it before but uh for the people that maybe haven't heard it we've had a uh, a aging out secondary water tender that uh, was just having problems it was a 91 uh top kick chassis um it was yeah it was Using words that Scott doesn't understand mm-hmm. Yeah, it's top kick. Is 91. Is that like a high kick or a... Top no? kick. No? That's karate, karate, right? Yeah. Isn't that a drum <laughs> Not right? It's a high hat. But a high hat and a top kick? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Nice. So anyway, this truck was pretty old and busted. Um, when, when we started. Uh-huh. When <laughs> yeah. we started. It was yeah, right? <laughs> when I started. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it was a secondary. It was... Uh, I mean, we don't get rid of things at the best of times. Yeah. So... We're like, ah, it still holds water and five people can get it there. So we got it there. (laughs) Um, But we managed to get a bit of a budget together where we could replace it. And the budget was, uh, you know, considering a new replacement, one's half a million dollars. Um, We got, we'll say one fifth
4: of that. The price of
0: I antique coma. Yeah. (laughs) So... A group of us sat down, tried to. I'm just kidding. It's not actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sat down and tried to figure out how can we replace this. Obviously, we can't buy a new one because we don't really need to have two, but we like to have two. It's a mm-hmm. bonus for us, um, and if there's any sort of mutual aid and you know whatever else forestry coming up, that's going to be really valuable for us. So how can we replace this on, on a tighter budget than what we obviously would have liked? So we were scouring the internet, seeing. You know what we could find out there and there is a lot that you could get your hands on especially if you start looking like southern states mm-hmm. but then how are you gonna get that back right and then covid hit and that really put a, a bit of a wrench in the spokes so um we've, we've got some pretty smart individuals and um managed to go the route of buying a cabin chassis Putting that together, we reused the tank off of the old tender uh, and then a manufacturing facility in town, uh, which is Dennis, who has been on... um, our department for years now. He has made um the first out which we talked about from Monkoff Manufacturing. That's really um great. they ended up putting together the body for us and uh yeah, made a beautiful piece of equipment for a fraction of what it would have cost us if we would have went out to purchase this new. So it was kind of that like that classic feel good story. Um and yeah, the news caught it and wanted to come down and have a chat with us and they came down today. I uh, did a quick story with Dennis and Bob and um talked about the new unit and how it all came came to be a little bit more in depth than what i just said here but um that yeah, was pretty cool and then while that was happening we got a okay. fire call and buggered off yeah <laughs> <laughs> it its first run yeah so it got, got put into service on thursday night and got its first run today kind of kind of cool
4: um yeah was, you can tell it's made by firefighters right mm-hmm. um Sometimes when you, we get trucks, they're, they're like it's one of those things that you're made by like an engineer. I know a lot of like Pierce and all those guys. Like you know Nick's works for Pierce, but mm-hmm. so a lot of those uh, manufacturing companies have firefighters in them. But yeah. I think sometimes they forget, or they were they're they're too long out of the service maybe, mm. and then these trucks get built. And sometimes you're like, mm. well, why would that be like that? Yeah. Well, it's the way. It's just the way it is. That's, that's, the way the computer <laughs> that's how, how you build like trucks, this, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas you can tell with this, like, there's you know there's. A, Drains in certain things. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. Um, there's a backup camera. There's, you know, he's put a lot of stuff on it that um, Dennis knows from being in the fire service. Like, you know because he drives truck for us a lot. Like mm-hmm. He's one of our prior and primary drivers right now. Yeah. Um. So he's, you know, he knows what he wants in a truck. So yeah. he's like, oh. And so when you're him the chance to put stuff on the truck that you think you need, put it on. Mm-hmm. Like the lighting, the scene lighting is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. A, yeah i did a, tender, a really good like, yeah. really good job for scene lighting yeah um, emergency lighting went really really well with it
4: and discharge for mm-hmm. um for truck protection and for uh just lines mm-hmm. like he's got two off like two on either side rather than just one mm-hmm. random one and yeah, it was like you know he's he's kind of he knows what you need <sighs> and he just added it mm-hmm.
3: and i think you kind of touch base with it there like the trick is with with the tenders, like you know, the, one of the reasons why some of them get so damn expensive when you order um, from a manufacturer is depending on what you want on them for pumps or discharges and and that apparatus, like a lot of them are just strictly a small little pump and away you go and it's just shuttling water. Yeah. But you guys really wanted something multi-purpose, you know, for a few different uh, options because this is a second tender for you. And again, knowing your environment where you're deploying things to, you know, you're able to tweak those pretty easily for kind of what you want to be be set up for because if you were to say to a manufacturer well i want you know whatever type of a pump and and a couple of discharges and and some other pre-plumb lines like they all say oh absolutely we can do that well now your price keeps jacking up and and Mm -hmm. up and up right so this one that you guys designed it's uh it's great for the area and it's it's very simple
2: yeah you're, you're probably take, you're taking all the good stuff off of like our tender now that we like to see mm-hmm. and use mm-hmm. and all the complaints of what does work doesn't work. And now you're taking a new design and just putting all the stuff you want into it.
0: Well, mm-hmm. that's that kind of how it all came work? came to be is we pulled the old one out, like the old new one. Whatever, our our current prior to this one, our current first out tender. Oh yeah, we can talk in the circle about this. So our our actual like our number two unit is newer in chassis than our number one unit. Mm. Uh, so we keep calling it the new one. So it is newer in year and newer to us, but it still won't be our number one unit. Um, Unless now it's for forestry, but anyway, so we, we pulled <laughs> we pulled our number we'll one unit out. Man, we have done. I apologize. <laughs> we pulled out our current first due tender.
4: The one we had a month ago. That's the only, right. The only truck we had. A, we the only, only one, one that was in service. service. You that one
0: out. <laughs> three days ago. <laughs> that one was pulled out, and then we had the cabin chassis next to it, and we got to drawing and said, okay, what do we like about this? What do we not like about this? Um, and it came right right down to the wheelbase because we uh, customized the the uh, wheelbase length on it. Mm-hmm. Do we want to make it shorter so it's really good access to things? Do we want to make it not as short where we can have extra like pass-through cabinetry, uh, lots of storage? Uh, what are the options here? Um and there was a group I think it was like five or six of us that all got down, you know, together and said, This is the good, this is the bad, what do you think? Uh, gave all of the ideas and then Dennis took that back to his brother and he started to build it in the CAD and came came back with some drawings and yeah, kinda came up with what we have now and it's a beautiful piece of equipment.
3: But also for people listening like that, the you took the tank off the old truck. Correct. And kept that. Mm. So when you got the the cabin chassis of of your New old? What are we calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> wild, wild
2: Tender one eighty two. two. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Tender
3: 182. Um yeah, so you had that tank, so that's why it worked mm. really well. Like when you guys shortened that frame, yeah. put the tank on, and then you could really start seeing what you wanted for that custom cabinetry and everything mm-hmm. else around Absolutely.
0: it. Absolutely.
2: And with the amount of cabinets we have on it right now, you cut off what, five feet off of the back end of that? Yeah, there is,
0: yeah, it's about five five so, foot less.
2: There could have been a lot
4: more cabinets on there. <laughs> well, yeah. at one point, we were talking about putting <laughs> no, a... We were going to put a pump up... We are going to put, like, a pump deck, actually, up on top A pump out? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Could have put living quarters in well, there, too. go. we're also going to put a... Uh...
0: It mm-hmm. was going to be like the true Mad Max. and yeah. still pretty darn close. That's but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> S- Scott strapped to a pole, waving back and forth. Well, I, I, mean, I think I went to Dennis at
4: one point. I'm like, uh, so where's the guitar stand mm-hmm. and the friends with the guitar playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Giant speakers. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. it's a pretty
2: badass looking truck. Even mm-hmm. before it had all the stuff on it, because just the. The way it looked but yeah
0: it's system, overall so. size and um you know it's definitely the most powerful in the fleet now for sure so um, when we talk
3: about what you guys have on it for discharges in your pump and yeah
0: we can <laughs> so, for sure so it, it has discharges it? in a pump so yes. yeah you, know, you yeah. know the pump size and stuff uh, and
2: i do know do kubota. not know the pump size on it
0: mm. i know it's a it's a kubota it's actually good it is yeah <laughs>
2: the best
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Rob's got no ties yes. to it. <laughs> yeah uh,
2: it's I think it's exactly the same as what's on it's the identical line. yeah okay. so um, yeah mm-hmm. Dennis, that,
3: that's the other good thing yeah you got three matching
2: pumps, mm-hmm. right?
3: yeah. pumps yeah. on them yeah
2: I think the nice thing is the dual discharge out the back, yeah, out
4: the back. Mm-hmm. Like two mm-hmm. and a
2: half out the back that's
4: yeah actually one thing sugar. you know on uh, Thursday night when we brought yeah. it out we brought it on the training ground while, and while we were doing the foam practice, uh, you and I were talking like, hey, let's see what, what that rear discharge will do. So uh, you actually attached the water wall to yeah. it. Um, the water wall, like, well, it shot once, I think I measured out it was 60 feet, I think-ish, probably a little bit farther. Um, that's how far out it was shot. So if we were going to do, a like, um, lay a wet guard, you could easily drive down, like, simple dirt road and lay a wet guard that's 60 feet wide.
1: Uh-huh. Um, that's only off
4: one side. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you you soaked the duty truck and and shots. Yeah, <laughs> I come over to the duty truck. I'm like, ooh, it's yeah. like this, it's like this thing of ice around like, it. I'm like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it worked really well. Um, it would wouldn't shoot as far if we were running two water walls off the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did have two nozzles off the back as well, mm-hmm. but the pump pressure at the back just because it's two two and a halfs Does a lot. doesn't have enough. Because it wasn't really designed for one. that. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. but i think if you were to um like purposely design not a water wall but like that kind of a like Sprayers nozzle yeah. some yeah. sort of a deal right yeah. that's neck down a bit a little bit more pressure yeah. uh but less uh because it's like it's a pretty big fan well, that the water wall inch to
4: a half inch yeah like it's massive
0: right it's clean. throwing some water out yeah. where you where you can more direct it where this was spraying like sure it was sixty feet out, but it was also sixty feet straight up in the air. Yeah, where true. where you know we don't need that if mm-hmm. you're gonna be laying on a wet guard. So if you focused that that pattern, you could probably then get the other side spraying as well and still be super effective out both sides. So
2: Yeah, it's had so it had mm-hmm. those discharges. It has a what is a three quarter forestry line out the back? Yeah. Yeah, well, so well, it's, it's got right. a
0: forestry line coming out of the back, which is awesome. Um tonight actually we just started to do some sort of rudimentary setup on um, a couple Two beds. Uh, a couple hose beds um, we got some tools set up on there um, so kind of we just so we, just so we can yeah get we just started to think about what what could happen with it what what could be used uh, we're definitely going to spend a lot of time outfitting all of these cabinets and and all the rest of it uh, coming up prior to spring because that's when this thing's really going to shine when it comes to forestry season but uh as of right now it's in service and ready to rock um it's light but Mm -hmm. it could definitely get put out in service and again it did
4: well and there's discussion right now on uh so the the first tender we had the one that was here previous Mm -hmm. um it it may become the the quote-unquote structural tender Mm -hmm. because it's a little bit more uh few more gallons so it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. more gallons to help fight a structure fire mm-hmm. um and we can outfit it with a few different things like put um extra scba on it all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so that'll be kind of our possible you know we're still in discussion about that's going to be like if a structure fire comes in but it's out, out of the area where there's no hydrants it's going to be first to go and then then the new the new old tender will be the one that comes mm-hmm. out next but if it's wildland we'll flip that so then the, mm-hmm. the new one we just got built um it'll have more forestry related stuff on it um forestry line and we're actually talking about mm-hmm. rather than like a few about, probably about 10 podcasts ago, we were talking about making a supply drop off the back mm-hmm. end of our truck um off of our flatbed. um high up but um now it's like okay we got all this cabinet space let's do the supply drop right inside these i keep calling it supply drop
1: but mm-hmm.
4: really there's no other way to explain it like you know inside that um, yeah inside those cabinets yeah. we have so much cabinet space we can do that um So we're talking right now, having uh, two pumps, um, two big bunch of crates. Um, They'll be marked, maybe A A, A and B, and then the the, uh, tender can pull up. Okay, pull the the portable tank, pull the A pump, pull the A cap, um, um, bins?
1: yeah, Yeah.
4: hoses and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then leave that there, and then one crew could literally run a fire, or run at least a section of the fire with that. And then the tender can drive away after it fills up their bladder, drives away, drops B. And now essentially we've made, we have three engines now. Well, we have a tender and we basically made two non-moving engines Mm -hmm. with this truck.
3: And that's the nice thing with both your tenders is they're designed for, they have two uh, portable drop tanks on each side of them, right? So that's the nice thing is with those drop tanks, specifically with this... uh, new old tender <laughs> um, with what you're talking about with dro- dropping those those other little supply kits um, it, when you start to think about structure protection and, and how you want to use some other resources and other pump mm-hmm. systems and, and portable pumps and existing swimming pools or creeks or what have you like this is a lot more versatile and then you can just roll out quickly and yeah. support you I mean you can come into other communities and support us and, yeah. and just spread that out well,
4: the other thing is like our only really big grass fire last year. We had our engines tied up, but we had one definitely was super tight. Like it parked. We had, it was it was drafting mm-hmm. out of a, the nearby ditch because it was mm-hmm. you know, it was stuck there. Like the actual yeah. engine was stuck there because it had a bunch of lines off it. So the idea here would be uh, that tender could drive up, drop the the, the pump because we don't really need a lot of you know we don't need we don't need an engines worth of firefighting happening on a mm-hmm. fire usually. It's mm-hmm. usually you know uh, one of those pumps, most portable pumps can easily run it. Right. So, we drop the portable pump. Um, we could easily unhook the line connected to the portable pump, and the engine could back up, and now it could be ready to carry on if there's another call oh, that happened on that fire. That's
0: right. So it could easily I think, move. just to tie all of this together, I think that grass fire was the list? last call that the old. The old tender, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, because
4: it was stripped right out. The
0: retired tender, it only mm-hmm. had at that point in time, it was a truck and a tank, and that was it. Like no
4: it cabinets cabinets, we would ripped off. It was mm-hmm. like yeah. nothing left of it. Because I was gonna say, how many
2: times have we been at a call, and maybe there's something else that comes in. Mm-hmm. It's nice not to have that engine tied up, where it's fighting a brush fire. Now you're scrambling, taking five, ten minutes to yeah. gather up all your hose, throw it on the bed, and.
0: Oh yeah, out. it's a cluster for sure. Yeah. So this would be nice if you have some pre-connect lines or if you start stretching lines off your engine when you first get there, great. So that's your initial attack that, uh, you know, supply drop happens and then you can unhook off the uh, engine and I mean, you might be a couple of lengths short, but you can get get yourself you know ready to respond. Back to that call, that would have been really key because we actually had some pump engagement issues on our other tent or on our other engine uh luckily managed to get a bit of a, a manual workaround but uh mm-hmm. yeah luckily that that secondary call was less than than what it initially looked like because uh, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we could have been in a a mutual aid spot there
2: <laughs> we might have to we look at been. our how we respond with certain vehicles to certain calls brush fires well obviously mm-hmm. we're going to be sending on our bush truck mm-hmm heck that thing could probably be your second unit out it a an engine might not be your first truck out
0: um yeah that's yeah, true
3: yeah exactly depending on where you're going and stuff yeah. too like your area you have a very large interface in land area that you guys still respond to <laughs> yeah so that's a that's a really good go-to mm-hmm. and like i said back to the design of that truck like there's so much cabinet space on that and to have those extra uh, kind of supply drops that you're talking about with those kits and the pumps like Man, you can back that up with a bush truck crew really easy to start doing mm-hmm. some structure protection stuff as well. When you start talking about what's going to be in those kits, like you're, if you're mentioning a few sprinklers and mm-hmm. things like that. Right.
2: Yeah. I so. think too, like last year when we had that fire, um, the big mountain fire. And, uh, I think if we had had that with a, a tank, two tank drops, mm-hmm. that tender and those kits would have been the envy of all yeah. trucks oh, out yeah. there.
4: I'm sure because the ability to, it's almost Drops. like one of those, truck, those sprinkler protection units, but it'll yeah. be really easily port movable. Yeah. And rather than a big-ass trailer, it's like drive around. Mm-hmm. So going back to our thought.
0: Self-contained as well. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Wow.
2: Going back to our design water it, yeah. mm-hmm. it shows what kind of thought process went into mm-hmm. the design of the truck.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well,
4: yeah. then uh, also if this thing gets rented out to um, in the summertime, we have that. there's going to be those agreements where we go out and yeah. Help other communities. Um, yeah, contract
3: contracted out to support forestry and in, in yeah. uh, tender support and stuff. Yeah, and that one
4: cabin in the front, like you said, if you put a shower in there. It's for so tall.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: like, hang a hammock in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're just the only two <laughs> on a, it, I'll, running I'll a tender the, support unit,
3: yeah. all you're doing all day is driving up and down roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to yeah.
4: back, sleep while the truck's driving around. Cummy <laughs> <laughs> <be> bunk. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Nice. That's the oh, other. That's the down. other kicker. <laughs> <Yeah>. with, uh, <laughs> when you do have a department with two tenders like that, you're you're able to safely, you know, deploy yeah. that yeah. other tender sure. if requested as well. And because, and you always
4: come back. Something big. Yeah,
3: because yeah. I know we like we had a fair amount of requests from forestry the past couple of years on you know either an engine or a tender or a bush truck. It's like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not gonna have it. Yeah. You know, we've got the one tender and the one old bush truck, and that was it. There's no way we can release something.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, it frees you up. Yeah. And when for you sure. get those contracts, you get paid very well from the province oh, yeah. for oh, those yeah. deployments.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, we kind of got our first taste of that this, this year. Absolutely. Um, you know, we talked about it in the past. We, we were, uh, I mean, everybody wants to help. That all sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, would we be able to send the crew out for 14 days or whatever it is, seven days straight? You know that, that will be an interesting talk but um, there's a lot of larger events that happen like in our quote area like mm-hmm. not like between us and you guys but you know semi close close by. Within driving
4: distance and within half yeah. a day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. I mean the province is big but like our region when I start thinking like from here to I don't know Kamloops even yeah. like that's so that's still a ways away but I mean that's close right. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are places that like, I can see us respond to easily and be, be able to put something together um and that does it definitely brings you know some good funds into the firefighters that are going mm-hmm. and then really good funds back to the department for the uh, gear used yeah. and it, it is a bit of a crapshoot you know if you look at what we had to do on the christy mountain fire it was awesome we ran our truck and our pump and that was the end of it it was You know, no better, no worse than any other call that it would ever go on. One of the other departments stationed themselves down at the lake and was running their pump for seven days straight, like, full RPM. I mean, that truck got seven years worth of use, right? So if you get tasked to that... Well, that's why they pay you well Yeah, because exactly. it's
1: because
0: <laughs> you might have to buy a new truck or probably get your pump rebuilt built by the end of the a lot year. Of wear
3: and tear on it. Yeah. It's a lot
0: of extra wear and tear. So, I mean, there there is uh, some drawbacks, but I mean, that's why the funding is there because if something happens, yeah. now you can go back and use those funds to at least break even um, and still your Fairfax has got to make some extra cash, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And we're not doing it for the cash, but that's definitely a cool oh, bonus. And the
4: learning experience.
0: Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm.
4: Cause now, like, mm-hmm. see a giant interface fire coming down the hill. For some of those guys, mm-hmm. they, they weren't here for this one. That's right. So some of those guys... Would... I don't think
0: any of those guys were here for this one. Yeah, so they would...
4: Were you here for that?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't remember who was there anymore. For this. <laughs> um, I'm
4: getting old. So, yeah, like those guys got to witness... Uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, and just even the learning we've, we've taken from all these other fires, mm-hmm. you know, we don't run into the fire, we, we don't try to meet it anymore, because yeah. some of the newer guys, you know, you saying, I was trying to pull to them back, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they wanted to get up there and fight it, because you yeah. want to be, let a it come to you, yeah, you're not yeah. a fire watcher,
0: mm-hmm. but
4: we're watching it come down a hill, <laughs> but yeah. there's this, you know, there's an aspect to it where you, yeah, you gotta let it come, because <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna help.
0: We actually talked about, when we were here earlier today, we talked about that fire up on our hill here, um... Speaking of our hiab, um, it's got a winch up on the boom, and somebody, uh, I guess they must have bumped the lever or whatever, spooled out a little bit of the the uh, winch cable. But like this is like thick cable. It's not like your the front of your truck winch, right? Um, so we're joking about how. All right, well. Maybe we'll just go up there. No, you can't really just pull on it. Like, (laughs) it needs tension. I'm like, well, you can boom up and then hook it to the back of the bush truck, like run it out, and then just apply the brake. And then you can slowly drag it back in. And like, what happens if you drag it back too far? I'm like, oh, it's just going to lift the back end up. I'm like, well, to be fair, it wouldn't be the first time that thing had his wheels off off the ground. Uh,
2: uh,
0: this is true?
3: Yes, this is true, yeah. <laughs> do you want to comment on that, Rob? <laughs> we, talked, we
2: talked about that. Uh, we did, yeah. We did talk yeah. about yeah. that sometime, some sometime ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we had a good chuckle at that. We're like, yeah, it's true. This will be a bit more controlled this time. <laughs> so did you guys do that? We did not do oh. it, no. no. <laughs> but we're going to have to do that eventually. I mean, it's it's fine but yeah we'll we'll go spool it out it'll be fine hmm. but yeah i think it's going to be really really valuable uh for our, our community as well as yeah. uh surrounding communities especially with our mutual aid agreements we have a lot of requests um i shouldn't say we have a lot of requests we have a lot of possibility for requests for water supply mm-hmm. uh, when you start looking at you guys if, if you're you know taking on some uh, surrounding areas um our friends up to the north there they they uh i mean we're pretty much automatic mutual aid for them when it comes to structural protection um and it's, it's definitely going to be water supply so it just it just makes you a lot more comfortable sending that resource
3: away too Absolutely. knowing that you've got another unit here to supply and then it can be called back upon right yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's huge um it's like during those christy mountain fires they're like you know you look at some of the departments that are showing up and even some of them were, were small, mm-hmm. um, but it's but it's a long ways away. I mean, at least here, if you know you guys are down helping us or we're up helping you, you know, if we have to go back, let's, you just you got to go, you got to bail. Yeah. You know our mutual mutual aid agreements are only you know so good, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, I think it's a great purpose built truck for kind of the direction you guys want to go with mm-hmm. the forestry application as well, which is perfect. Um, and then the other thing that you kind of talked about in the beginning is that, like, it was, it was all local businesses that contributed to it. So, you guys, yeah. one, the, the community, the town saved huge. And uh, just with COVID and everything else going on, it's so nice to keep all the work local. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah, it was really and cool. It was awesome.
0: Um, like, this thing's so massive, it wouldn't fit in anybody's paint booth. So, just somebody that we know made a makeshift booth and like he's a professional painter but uh made a makeshift booth so this could happen not in a paint booth and like it turned out looking beautiful um mm-hmm. uh, we have a uh, a tire supplier in the department so mm-hmm. those guys got got together and we we had to put some new tires on it obviously dennis was the as
4: as go bigger hey as as the go bigger they only want to go bigger i know right <laughs>
0: yeah they still they're pretty big right? yeah they're it's still pretty <laughs> yeah. damn, damn big um i mean dennis was the the big key factor on the back side of it but uh with uh junior he's a um lifetime member here uh retired lifetime member uh he was the the uh smarts and being able to put it together uh swapping the tank over getting the balance right he mm-hmm. actually called me while we were up at the at, at the fire call how'd today uh, day. well that it? and he's like maybe drive driver over the scale <laughs> he's like oh, yeah, if, yeah, if they so open that. the gate yeah. I'd be curious to see what you know exactly like now that it's in service not with all the gear on it yet but full of water cabinets on mm. like <clears throat> completely in service uh what does it tip the old scale up and I'm uh, mm. like oh yeah that'd be sweet but we didn't gain access to uh to that part of the call um until we started to dump off water so Right yeah, on. he was probably just like, "Is that one in Q going?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is." He's like, "Ah, that's so awesome!" <laughs> so it's cool to see, like you There's say, a lot like of everybody, pride, right? It's yeah. a
3: lot of pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody locally put a lot of work and effort into it, and to see it just unfold now being used, like it's perfect. I mean, yeah. even when you strike a truck committee and all that work and it finally arrives, it's still a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But not the same when your own guys actually physically built it.
0: Yeah we'll throw up some photos of it um on the facebooks and the instagrams there yeah um when we post this live there so yeah
3: yeah maybe picture the uh the pump and stuff too that we can't remember Mm -hmm. the size and stuff
1: on have to get some details on
3: it it is a great pump though like like those Kubota engines like they're they put out a lot of
2: Oh, yeah. or it's, it's just a integrate. three little, a little three cylinder
0: diesel and it's mm. tied into the fuel they call It like a CBT or CS, I don't know, CVSA, I don't know. <laughs> and there, there's some letters that go along with it. See, see something? See no, it. I've never had a
4: problem. Like that pump's always started. Yeah, on the other tender, it's always yeah. started, always ran. Mm. Never had a problem getting water.
0: Yeah, mm. it's awesome. It's a diesel. Yeah. You know, a small little diesel. Kubota, um runs right off the uh, supply tank for the vehicle. Mm. The,
2: the nice thing is that cabinet so we didn't talk about the cabinet that that pump is in mm-hmm. it's pump and roll so we can pump yeah. it and drive down the road uh, but in a way where we don't have to ca- have the cabinet open mm-hmm. and have the buzzer sounding off in the cab yeah you can have that closed and Dennis made it in a way that any of the heat generated in that cabinet can vent out yeah. and not overheat so mm-hmm.
4: um speaking again the, the thinking going into everything And speaking of a place where there is no heat um and the cab then it's like a cooler <laughs> like an actual cooler that is uh, electric Electric. so as soon as well I guess when it's always it's always on
0: yeah I think if it's plugged in the shore power or it's, uh, driving, it's driving it's got an inverter so it's got a cooler, uh, so than, got a uh, cooler.
4: for water so not to mm-hmm. crotch water or that's mm-hmm. water or pocket water just...
0: that's perfect yeah so those long <laughs> long fire calls or whatever or
4: if, you have, or if you're if, again if you're mm-hmm. doing this out of town work mm-hmm. you l- legitimately put, there, put and your and lunch in there, there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know because you know a lot of those camps they'll give you some lunch to take Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day you're like oh my mayonnaise and I think we we'll still uh, i like, yeah. hungry <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> remember to the, uh, the the story the guy told us uh, into the comments book. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: what do you say you had
4: mud in the shorts <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
0: well, so well he changed mud in the pants <laughs> yeah, I know.
4: What, do you guys have that message oh, yeah sure you got it, God, God, yeah. it I can't remember his
0: name <laughs> yeah oh yeah, that it it came in. I was just I just 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 about to yeah, I was just about to do something and I saw, I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm like, oh man, that's that's great.
1: You got time?
4: in a moment, right. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that cooler thing, that, even that cooler idea was like, that's amazing. Just yeah, I know, I know. Other you know, you can buy. There's lots of engines that have that now, and I think. Was it, that, was it jokingly a coffee maker, or was that actually a coffee maker on one of those trucks you saw?
0: Oh, no. I think there was, like, no, it was it's, like, it's like, legit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes
4: sense, I guess. Yeah. have been call for a long time. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you just use the water off the tank. I would hope in? not. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Some purple water filtered yeah. through the coffee machine. Or?
0: Yeah, triple filtered. I don't think so.
2: I mean, if it comes out brown already, do you really need to filter it through it? I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: on that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw was it the Fort Gary truck that was here in the summertime had a uh, pump operator Mister. Yeah, so in the cab. No, like oh, pump operator. So you, it's yeah, yeah. side pump panel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, look at this. There's a secondary little small tank, whatever it was, like twenty liter tank or something that you could fill up." Um, so it wasn't coming right out of a, the the uh, supply tank, uh. And there was little misters that would s- mist really hard. yeah. I don't want to say the but pump it's operator. Sewage pond water. Ugh, yeah. Man. Oh, I think
4: I've had it. I can't find it. Jake Cook.
0: So why don't we read it? You want me to read the whole thing? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Uh, just listen to you. Just listen to your latest Probably episode. His name.
0: <laughs> oh, it's fine. Ah, shout out!
4: Shout out to get Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Shows lots of those people in the room. <laughs> Jake Cooks. <laughs> um, had a memory of an uh, MVC call we had last winter. No casualties, just education. Um, I'll just skip some of it. Um, Icy Rose. Uh, he was second on scene. Uh, one pump rescue showed up. I started pulling out a Jaws and pump. Stopping there, I will note that I had been dealing with a bit of a stomach bug.
3: Uh, <laughs> the constant dilemma. If you go to the call or not, Yeah. don't want to miss it.
4: But so with one foot firmly planted on the sandy portion on the shoulder, the other on a fairly slippery spot, I gave the usual single pole needed to start the uh, power unit and slip. Hmm. That... Felt somewhat wet. <laughs> oh. uh, well, I'm already here and geared up. Looks like I'm cutting my cutting with some mud in my underwear. Oh. He talks about how he walked back, went uh, <laughs> back a little, walked a little funny, changed his underwear after the call.
2: Oh man,
4: <laughs> so gear right into decon. Yeah. Well, you didn't you you won an award for.
3: Well, <laughs> we talk
4: about your I, award I, we
3: about your I, I award won the time. award for when we we're out in the forestry, when yeah we are out patrolling the next day and working on hot spots and the nature. I got the nature calls award, and <laughs> yeah, it,
1: yeah, yeah, it yeah, it
3: was calling boy. So then I'm frantically looking for TP. Well, there's no TP on the track, so you go to the first aid kit. <laughs> well, there's no gauze in the first aid kit. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I can't hold it anymore, so I'm off, leaning behind a rock and say, well got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so, cut the leg of my underwear. And... Yeah. It's pretty good.
2: I remember I was on that patrol with you. You said that was a brand new pair of underwear.
3: It was, yeah. It was nice <laughs> and soft. <laughs> nice. Well, well you can't use or a, a sock because it's the... the you just start a patrol on like a, you know, 14 hour shift <laughs> for forestry. Yeah. It's like, I'm not using a sock. I really need those socks. Mm-hmm. I don't need I have the legs of my underwear. <laughs> yeah.
4: well, and we were talking about like, I remember when I started here, I was on, I was on what we call the bar committee, which is basically the kitchen committee. Yeah. Um, and I was always told never make chili. I was like, why? <laughs> like, well never make chili because one time 20 years ago, there was a uh, some little lady made this chili. Well, she, it sounds sounds like she used some like turned meat.
0: <laughs> some oh, yeah. chili.
4: Guys had the practice night. Everybody had a bowl of chili. And then MBI an comes in that night, and everyone's out everybody there, had like, oh, oh, oh. And So guys are like literally like one guy would be cutting, the other guy would be running to the into the orchard, <laughs> pants down, <laughs> run back. That guy starts cutting. The other guy runs to the orchard, <laughs> throwing out pants down, whatever. <laughs> so they're like never make chili. Some of these guys don't remember that day. I'm like wait. Oh. <laughs> now I think we, make, we can make chilling we out those yeah. guys are gone yeah.
3: <laughs> but you know what? I mean his story has a lot of <laughs> the truth to it like if you're a limited crew and something happens yeah. you gotta deal with it because we're trying to trying to help that person in mm-hmm. need you know obviously there's gotta be some sort of a limit <laughs> at some point well, yeah, but... I'm like
4: laying in bed sick and then Pedro was off. I'm like I'm not that bad <laughs> <laughs>
3: Until you're standing on the road for three hours. Damn yeah. Yeah, wild. the adrenaline
4: the adrenaline kills a lot of that. Yeah. Virus instantly. While well, it's you, happening. Like, then you're like in the truck. Ah and then you get there and then you do your work and you're like, Oh that's uh, really yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had a pretty bad we had a structure fire uh up across the river. It was I was pretty new to the apartment and I stayed home sick. So I was I wasn't at work. And a structure fire come, comes in. And it was a gut check moment. Like, how sick are you really? And <laughs> I had been on, on the toilet a couple times. And um, it was venting top and bottom. <laughs> it was just a bad day. The fire? No, me. <laughs> so I opted to stay home. And I'm like, like this is the move. I shouldn't go. And I'm listening to the pager, and our response was pretty slow, and then I forgot who the officer was at the time, but they called for a second alarm because we weren't getting a very good turnout. So then I'm like, ah, man, I feel bad. Like, like I can help. There's I, I can at least go and do something. Like, there's got to be, you know, something that a piece of shit, sick guy can go and do. So I get there, and we hop on a truck, and we mosey up to the call. And, oh, yeah, just the guts are churning. Like, everything's bad. I'm like, oh, please don't make me put a mask on. I'm going to puke in my mask. I know it. But, like, I'm ready to work. Like, I I made it down here. And as soon as we get there, we like, you and Kevin one, Go and grab the ladder. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Fucking <laughs> like, piece of shit ladder. Ugh, just carry this stupid thing over here. <laughs> Throw this ladder. Son of a bitch. I forget who it was. They're like you don't look oh it's junior he's like you don't look good i'm like oh i don't feel good he's like can you go set up the fan i'm like yes
1: i can be the useless
0: fan guy <laughs> And i set up the fan and i went to leave and i'm like trying to make it so it stays there and it wasn't staying i'm like yes thank you fan I will hold the fan here. <laughs> yeah. so I held, I held the fan, <laughs> but that was it. That was wow. the extent of what I could bring to the table. I carried a ladder, almost threw up, almost shit myself, and then sat and held onto the fan <laughs> for the next hour.
4: <laughs> we had we had a structure fire one morning after you guys, uh, taught, after you guys had your um, your um fundraiser every year that you guys have. Okay. Yeah. So our, a bunch of our guys were up there, and of course there's uh, a little bit of drinking involved. Yeah. We true, yeah. Well, a few guys like they're, I'm not coming. They're not. They're not coming. And we were okay. We had a pretty good turnout. But one one dude, one younger guy makes it, and uh, he helps for about three minutes. <laughs> 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 and the next thing I'm I'm using the hose. I look over and he's sitting on the lawn furniture of the house that's on fire. And he's just like. To put on the ground, we're like, that's not helping. This is not helping this situation. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have come. I mm. no, probably shouldn't have come. That's <laughs> awesome. The paramedics are like, Is he right? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> hey, yeah, is that why we're here? No, <laughs> no, he's fine.
0: Yeah. Did he inhale
4: smoke?
0: No, no, maybe last <laughs> night. <laughs> is but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
3: yeah, oh man, yeah. When I read his uh, his post there. All I thought of was that story of uh, Jimmy the Pooh. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: yeah, <it's> <laughs> oh,
3: man, that was good. <laughs> that related poop story. Yep, there we go. Oh, that's Jimmy great. The... <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, Anyways that went sideways for a while.
4: <laughs> Strange. Ice rescue. Moving uh, see, on. That's on our board, Ice Rescue. Yeah.
3: Um, well, I guess, yeah, so we just, uh, we're just kind of chatting about what we've been doing and working on here. Then we got this little cold snap that's hit us now in our area, um, and it's supposed to be here for a little bit. So I noticed our lake is already starting to freeze up just from the kind of the wind driven areas, but, uh, our little ponds do freeze up fairly quickly in our town with that. So, uh, we had a discussion the other night and we pulled them out and started going through just kind of the, the procedures of, uh, donning and doffing all the gear, all the suits, getting the rope kits out um, and actually the placement and where you position yourself and how you approach right. uh, to, to extricate somebody uh, from the ice. And then of course the procedures, if the ice is breaking and whatnot and yep. different adjuncts. And then we talked about if we have to go beyond our 300 foot uh, line, um, if they have to go way out onto the ice, uh, we busted out like the anchors and stuff as well on the pulley systems for the whole right. crew. And yeah, it was a, it was a good review. Uh, we haven't, had to really use it yet so that was good i mean a couple years ago we had to use it to rescue a dog yeah um but yeah knock on wood that's that's about it so far Mm -hmm. yeah and
4: that's one thing we i mean we don't you know there's talk should we do ice rescue we really only have one small lake here that we have done an ice rescue with Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was kind of a.
3: you had to pull somebody out
4: yeah yeah it was was a quick you know because really i mean ice and we do swift water, so mm. we do swift water rescue. You guys do ice rescue because you guys don't have really swift water in here. No, we're at, the, at we're at the
3: end of the channel, yeah. Yeah. So we have
4: so we have like twenty kilometers of swift water. Yeah. Well, squad ice like swift water, and then and then obviously it ends at your like so Ends up in our so lake. Yeah. You you have the ice rescue portion or flat water rescue portion. We have the swift water mm. portion. But a lot of that can be you know trans like or <laughs> can be mixed yeah. into each other, right? Because um, you know we have the gear for swift water, so I feel in a well. And that's what we did in a in a yeah. in a quick situation. We we kind of hobbled together uh, a way to rescue this kid that fell on the ice. So. Mm-hmm. I think we I think we approached that one
2: too quickly. We could have taken yeah. a few extra seconds and actually
4: a Few of the more of the Swiftwater guys could have got the dry suits on at we, least. He didn't approach it yeah. as uh, quickly as the officer that attended when he tried to smash it with his hands. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he kind of walked out in the ice and tried to do the uh, like Hulk smash his way up, Hulk smash yeah. to try to clear the ice Should channel to get the out ice, there and yeah. rescue the kid. Because you know, you're watching somebody drowning and then they'll mm-hmm. you know, start to slide under because they're you know they're starting to lose strength, hypothermic, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you're
2: talking about like we tried in the summer, we tried your hose idea yeah. with the inflatable hose, and you want to try that with uh, the ice this year. Yeah, because really the inflatable hose,
4: that's what it was kind of made for. Was that was, you know? Because, I mean, if the ice is totally thick, there's no problem. But it's a problem with when it's in the area where range it is right now, where it's like it's just starting to freeze over,
1: mm-hmm. and then you start
4: getting kids who are, you know, they're stuck inside with COVID now, and they're like, Oh, that's that's that starting to freeze over out there. Maybe go play some hockey outside, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like only frozen for like thirty feet, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then uh, then it's getting pretty thin after that. So now is the worst kind of time, right? Like, you know, in the next few weeks when the ice isn't frozen enough to skate on, but it looks frozen enough for yeah, it looks like know. it's iced off. Yeah. So yeah, People start getting out on these on there, and it hasn't really been frozen all year. So now you know, people are kind of jonesing for the mm-hmm. <laughs> for the frozen pond. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so you know, I'm thinking I, we want to test our our hose again. We're gonna mm-hmm. just you know really simple, a few feet out, just to see, because again, it's for that distance. You know, 50 foot length. Maybe you're in a thick part of the ice, and you can slide it 50 feet out to the to the thin ice, pull somebody out. Mm-hmm. Um, without yeah. doing the full ice rescue, still be, still be getting that you know that reach, you know, following mm-hmm. the priorities right. The come to me, yeah. reach.
3: I think it's like anything that you know, we talk about, it's, you know, there's there's different adjuncts for each scenario. Like, you know, there's ice rescue scenarios where a ladder works really good. You yeah. can get out there Absolutely. to yeah. displace yeah. that weight, right? Um, there's other times where, yeah, you're putting somebody in the water tethered to yeah. get them, right. you know, like, or then there's just, you know, maybe, you know, uh, the inflatable hose works. Maybe you can grab them with something else. Like mm. there's all these different styles yeah. for, so. Yeah. Well, like our, our, our instructor
4: tells us when he's teaching us with water, he's like, don't just have one plan. It's like, there's like 15 mm-hmm. of you here. You know, Absolutely. Four of you could be doing this plan and four of you could be doing plan B and mm-hmm. four, four of you could be doing plan C.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So if plan A fails, you got B, C already to go in. It's like, how much time does it take to take this gear out and do stuff?
1: It's mm-hmm. like,
4: Not that long. So have your plans laid out, ready to go. And just start doing...
3: Exactly. And I feel it really depends on where that victim, or that patient is, right? In the ice and and the condition of the ice as we just kind of do your ice assessment. Because, you know, like we've got that um, inflatable little banana boat thing as well. And I don't know the name of it, but works awesome. But again, is it quick enough? You know, now you've got two guys in the suits. They can already be going out, tethered, mm-hmm. and then away you go. Or do you need that if you're going over a long area of ice? So, there's, there's all sorts of things. That's why I say, like, yeah, you can use this.
4: Well, I think that practice. big thing is, like, uh, like Matt, uh, whatever water, he's, like, probably, a, he's the well, one, not probably, he's our best water yeah. rescue guy in the, in, mm-hmm. the, in the department. And he's always, like, just stabilize the scene, like everything else. Like, get in there, like, do something mm-hmm. fast. Stabilize the scene that's not risky to you. Once it stabilized now we have a little bit of time. So whether it's throw them a line, do something just to Mm to slow it. It's almost like the it's almost like a transitional attack. Like let's slow the clock of the fire so Mm -hmm. we can come up with a better plan or a more thorough plan. Mm We need something that's going to slow it down so we can make that other attack. Same thing as like throw them a line. Yeah, and then hey, hold the line, just hold on there, and then we're going to come up with some other plan.
3: Yeah, and it's I mean a few differences with with the swift water and ice rescue, but still. Very similar is, you know, like once we make contact, we're now liable for yep. that patient. Like yep. we, we can't yep. lose that mm-hmm. contact. Um, you know, and then there's the discussion of the ropes and stuff. And again, time frame, depending on on the patient how long they're in there, they're not going to want to let go of that ice necessarily. Yep. <clears throat> or the dexterity is gone. So, yep. um, yeah, it, it gets tricky. Like, But again, every situation is different. Um, I know the one that you guys had. Like it was a pretty quick get in the water, and you guys were making tracks to get him fairly quickly. Well, he was fairly really you know?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, we used to. Commandeered.
1: Mm-hmm. Commandeered. Yeah. Commandeered. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he's called. Thinking of it back. Yeah. yeah, we get back.
4: Mm. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we got a canoe and, mm. went out and
2: It ended up flipping over. I was in that. <laughs> did? It? Yeah, it did. Oh, flip over. Yeah, know. me and one guy. It, it got out ten feet, and I don't know the balance
4: just. Well, you're <laughs> trying to canoe at ice. Canoe at ice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, But I think it was actually
2: Jay who threw the. No, it was no, it was, Matt. Tri- it
4: was Matt. Was it, it Matt? The... Yeah, there's a there's a picture of him in the newspaper, like the like the perfect throwback throw, ever. Because <laughs> he's at the front of the thing. Yeah. Hooked up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought somebody went out in a suit as well, yeah.
3: There's that. Yeah. that, yeah. That was There's somebody that on a suit and a, a paddleboard, Chris. Yeah, Chris
4: doesn't mm-hmm. work so well, yeah. but again, plan A, plan B, plan
3: yeah. C, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, so that time of year started cooling off, so we thought, you know what, revisit this right now. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get our usual winter where the ice is going to really freeze up, where <laughs> we'll be able to go play
0: per se. Yeah, but... it's been pretty crazy like that, but. Yeah, but one of those things make do with what with what we have and mm-hmm. hopefully we get it a little firmer so we can go and go and do some testing.
3: Yeah. And we were still talking to like we may even just go out and play in the water with them get the guys, you know, used to the buoyancy because these ice commander suits they're extremely buoyant and extremely right. hot. Yeah. Like the first thing you want to do is be stripping stripping your clothes off underneath it mm-hmm. because they are very warm. They're
2: insulated. They're, they're insulated,
3: insulated yeah. yeah, and they're extremely buoyant. So you want to try and burp all that air out like any other dry suit, you know, yeah, and then when, then once you can. get in that water, you want to be quick enough to try and burp it out. But it's hard because it's an ice commander, so it's so sealed up around your neck and your jaw and your yeah, head, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard to burp that, that out with these big gloves on as well. Yeah, uh, but, easy, but if you don't, it
4: gets yeah, right. Do you, do you guys know, you guys know a perch about like a regular dress suit? No. No. I haven't no. seen your ice commander, so yeah. I mean, we, no, uh, we have isn't. dry suits for water rescue, obviously. Yeah. Our, our, our yeah. for... No, but of cool but it's you know yeah. quick in and out yeah I don't,
3: I'm don't. i not too savvy on the ice rescue portion with those suits in particular but I would think a dry suit purge valve would be the cat's ass for that because it's Absolutely. a pain in ass when you're too buoyant in that yeah. thing
1: yeah.
4: yeah yeah I mean I mean, part of the dry suit I guess is because there's pressure while you're going down so mm-hmm. you're not necessarily you're in you're not in down that, that level in the water where no
3: but when you turn into an inflatable guy all of just a sudden and <laughs> <laughs> it sucks
1: yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. mm mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, so seminar, we've been talking about seminar for years. Um, mm-hmm. obviously we were going to have seminar this in 2020. It's not a lie. We actually
2: do
0: have yeah, a okay. seminar. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, we were talking about seminar happen and it, mm-hmm. you know, obviously COVID happened and it got canceled. Um, typically it happens in uh, spring cause it's, it is called the spring seminar. So, um, it's probably not going to happen again this year, just because uh, the way it's looking right now, there's a lot of restrictions going on. Um, you know, it, uh, you know, vaccines are rolling out, but now there's a little bit of delay for, with Pfizer, um, and it's we we know it's not happening. Like we, it's, yeah, it's pretty no much It's going to happen. Um, yeah, even if all the firefighters, because it sounds like we're going to be in phase two of the rollout. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that, I don't think we're going to hit that, that magic number where they're going to open up for public for uh, mm-hmm. for large events. Yeah. So that pushes it to possibly looking at the fall, but you know, in the fall, it's getting close to like, you know, kids are going back into school, um, know, hunting season's happening yeah. <laughs> sorts of things. So, and it's also now we're going to basically screw over the next apartment next year in May because
3: if things are open fully, are mm-hmm. open, so,
4: um, so we've actually been having a little bit of discussion about maybe doing, uh not even a mini seminar. We, we were calling it like a mini summit. I don't know what the difference is. But it's like, a, you know, bringing us... Summit sounds cool. Yeah, summit sounds cool. Summit <laughs> <some, some laughs> sounds like we're about to go to war with somebody. <laughs> Careful! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're talking about maybe, you know, just inviting local, you know, local mm-hmm. 8, 10 departments from our region to come to our training ground for a day in, like, September. And um, This is, again, initial, initial phases, but, you know, having, like, not just us teach... Um, cause it's our training ground. So obviously we know what we have, but like a car is a car. So if we went to your department on "Hey, mm-hmm. you guys want to teach, uh, some interesting skill you guys do for AutoX, Um, we'll teach something that we do for uh, structure fire. Uh, we'll get another department to teach command. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. teach all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be one day and then at the end of the day, we'll have a barbecue and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's obviously if these, some of these conditions get lifted, even if it we went back to like the 50, you know, Group of fifty, that would probably be more than enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it, it might be something that other departments can do all over the whole place. Because I mean, as long as you have a training ground of some sort, you could, mm. you know, it, it's a lot less work to do it this way. Because um, it's kind of onus is on each department to to bring something. It's almost mm-hmm. like a potluck of a potluck of skills.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: Exactly. And it's you know, like I used to do a lot
3: of uh, pre-hospital conferences. Um, in the States and stuff as well. And it's essentially like a little, little conference. However, with COVID, we can't really do all of our indoor events and traditional training classes. And we know with the spring seminar, why one reason why it's so popular is because it's so hands-on. You're outside, like we've taken mm-hmm. out well, I think there's there's no classrooms anymore. There hasn't been for yeah, a few yeah, years. Yeah. Even and, stuff that's
4: supposed to be a classroom, we, we kicked them outside and told them, yeah, hey, that's not a classroom. Everything's outside, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, outside. We had the environmental people. They're like, well, we have a classroom demo. I'm like, can you make that outside? They're like, uh, mm-hmm. do you guys have a creek? Yep. <laughs> okay. Then we will do our environmental creek. Like yeah. damming and mm-hmm. Well even Fortis.
3: Fortis sets up the tables outside. Yeah. You know, yeah. they do their the demonstration and and the lectures on the on wires and everything and they have yep. a transformer they're went- going Put it in the poles in the ground and blow it yeah. up, and yeah, because all that could be
4: done on PowerPoint, but yeah, if you can actually sit in the class and inside the PowerPoint and look like it's mm-hmm. like a live action PowerPoint, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a telephone pole right there that these guys put in the ground for me. Yeah, and I can see. Mm-hmm.
3: But where, like, where I'm going with this is because we're all outside. Yeah. you know, even with some of the the current restrictions, how we are. That's why one reason why we're allowed to train still. Yeah. Um. You know, with precautions in place. As things start to lift, it's even more of a, a
0: safe environment because we are all outside, mm-hmm. so. and it's all still smaller groups. Yeah. It's it's not like so. Let's like say that there was fifty or hundred, whatever the amount mm-hmm. was. It's not a hundred people standing shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. It's yeah. small groups of whatever sort of firefighter attack would be, like your mm-hmm. your four people, your three people, it four, could even four be people. Apartment isolated, like depending on the mm-hmm. yeah. who knows, right? Yeah, right. So. I think another really big thing on this, especially being if it's going to be localized to just like our region, um, you know, there's a lot of mutual aid and a lot of mutual, uh, response, things that you can learn from your neighboring departments. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, we've talked in, in the uh, past about what that, you know, command handoff or, um, whatever that would look like when, when we would come on scene or you guys would come on scene if you, if you came up this way, um what like what are some tips and tricks that you guys do while you're on scene what are some things that we do that we just do but we don't even Mm -hmm. know is cool or like is different than other people so being able to train side by side with all of our our local departments where they're teaching and we're teaching um and everybody's getting some hands-on and some really good visual i think it can be really beneficial when it comes back to that that mutual aid stuff as well Mm -hmm. yeah i
4: think Bring in different departments, in, it's different than because a lot of these seminar, not even our seminar, but a lot of these, um, um, like IFSTA and all those kind of things. Yeah. They always bring in these like badass instructors, right? And he's the man. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh yeah, this guy. But sometimes, like the other guy, like the local guy, might have some pretty cool stuff. Yep. But he's not. He doesn't have all. He doesn't have like a Facebook following and mm-hmm. all this other stuff behind him and all mm-hmm. these certificates behind him. But he, they might have some cool thing to do. So. I think showcasing that in a smaller setting is good, rather than bringing in some hotshot guy from somewhere mm-hmm. else that basically has the same ideas, but he just managed to brand it and package it a certain way. That's right, yeah.
3: And I think too, like that's that's one win is with communicating with our neighboring departments, you know, having those conversations, always going with their training officers or whatnot, you know, knowing that hey, well, for example, like hey, you know what, Scott does really well at this, you know, and he's got a really good uh, you know take on this skill and Quite teaches the it. Yeah, (laughs) but then you know. So each department is able to identify that person in their group, and then maybe present bring something something forward. I like that.
2: It might benefit other departments too. Their training department, if they're going to teach something, to further their skills, teach people, teach people that aren't in their department, and get used to, you know, teaching other people. Mm Because you get used to teaching our guys a certain way. And you know, you got the guys that kind of staring off and this and that. Yeah. Yeah, I be, yeah, yeah. but it might just be good for <laughs> our instructors are. Our <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. But it might be good for their instructors too to come and teach somebody. Different. Oh, for sure. And yeah. Just realize, hey, I'm it's a whole different program. I'm teaching yeah. this wrong,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
4: Like, well, I need to
2: do yeah. this differently.
4: Yeah, you get a different engagement because you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you can't use local terms like, oh yeah, yeah, we have this thing. But mm-hmm. we don't have that. Oh, shit. Okay. So, do you guys have this? Yes, we have that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you can kind of, you have to, you kind of have to keep your, your instruction broader than so focused on your department stuff. So, right. I think, too, it would be good if, if we do this,
2: it would be mm-hmm. good too. um, We're for, doing it. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> for, for, for other departments to meet
4: maybe Bob, we'll the crews
2: of other departments, kind of get mm-hmm. a rapport going with everybody. That way, if you do ever have to go do mutual aid, yeah. that you kind of know who you're dealing with exactly. who those guys are mm-hmm. um i mean we have a good relationship with you guys maybe not the guys north of us, not north of us. Um, we've, no, we've never done any we've never any for them well, yeah. last year, well last year but yeah. it mm-hmm. was we weren't really on scene with them so we don't really mm-hmm. get to to meet mm-hmm. those guys but even yeah. like we were talking I was also about like two of
0: them <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. And, and that's it right
2: but we were talking about um as officers going to meet the other officers of the other departments that we might do mutual aid with for sure to Mm -hmm. meet and say, you know, if ever we show up on a scene, you know, kind of what we're expected of us and how you want us to do stuff as officers, meeting officers and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's what we kind of talked about before is like maybe starting something like that and just starting it as a tabletop, for example. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at least that officer group, uh, for that mutual aid can have a discussion because we do have like there's, there's similarities the way everybody is supposed to work uh, with you know instant command systems and ESM you know like we all understand that we know the pecking order and the chain of commands and the terms and stuff however we all know also those are used very loosely in certain mm-hmm. scenes um, it's not always that textbook big scene where you can have all those adjuncts in place That's right. so you know again back to what you said Scott like knowing
4: what to expect
3: you know when you arrive is key
4: well then mm-hmm. everybody has a different command system right yeah like, this goes back to what like episode four we talked about or whatever um, mm-hmm. when we started talking about like different command styles obviously we were very decentralized in our command um some are more like centralized some are more like very old school like we stand here in the, if we stand here on the tarp until the chief tells us to do something or until the officer tells us to do something yeah um whereas we're more like we're more like hey that fire um that needs to go out <laughs> let's do a positive pressure attack everybody goes mm-hmm. and does it mm-hmm. so um yeah it's like to know that with our local departments because even if they're not a mutual aid department going back to the wildland stuff mm-hmm. it could easily be us going out to one of these departments that's mm-hmm. only two or three departments over and now we're working with them directly tied tied together in the wildland setting
1: yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah
4: it'll be interesting
3: um I guess it's a great idea. I mean, as things kind of progress through the spring here for us, to see what happens with uh, the whole restrictions for our province and.
4: You know, you know and the thing is, it, it's going to be cheap to like free, like because right? mm. if everyone's teaching, mm-hmm. we don't have to bring instructors in. Um, yeah. The only, thing, I mean, we have a little bit of wear and tear on our, on our training ground, but honestly, we mm-hmm. love to train people. So yeah. um and then we'll maybe have a little uh, like a big ass barbecue at the end. Mm-hmm. De- again, depending on restrictions.
3: Um, That'll be neat to see too. Like if we do do something like that, like, you know, what kind of uh, initiative or things in each department, like what what they've done through COVID to keep training going, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of courses and things that are normally happening, mm-hmm. everything got canceled.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, what do they do to keep going? Like, You know what's crazy? I was cruising around on Facebook the other day. On you know, one of the firefighter uh, forums or pages, whatever it's called, there's departments that still aren't training. That's crazy. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, we're doing Zoom like walls. Zoom calls it's and. not training. I'm like it's not training. You might as well go watch Backdraft too. Like you get that much out of it. Maybe a little bit better. Maybe a little better. Maybe Backdraft one. Chronicles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was, was going to say ladder forty nine. <laughs> with the
2: with um. With the green of, screen.
1: Uh, yeah, green with with him, uh, green with green screen in
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it? Spider? Yeah. Firefighter, Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so awesome.
4: No, I mean, like, the, the, but, this training thing, it's like, I, I wish training wasn't that, like, people keep separating training and rea- and hmm. Like, training is your job. And yes. Keep saying that, and that's one of the things we've been pushing, like, training's our job. A huge part of our job is training. Like we mm-hmm. try to make training tougher than our job,
0: In any any scenario, yeah. any call that you should ever go on, you should train harder. Yeah.
4: So I, you know, it's happened in the law enforcement community. They they've canceled all the bunch of re- certifications for their use of force stuff. It's like no training is your job. Yeah. It's like somebody okay, I'm not going to break an intercalls anymore. No, <laughs> because <of> COVID, <laughs> I might get COVID. No, training is the same thing. Yeah. So you know, it's just like us. So we're not suddenly we're not going to structure fires because we might run into the old lady that has COVID. So yeah, we're we're still going, so we still needed to train. Mm-hmm. And thank God we we've kept that going. Like we yeah. were where well, we were down for like three weeks, and,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, we,
4: right back and guess on guess what's
3: good. Guess what's going to happen? That retirement home that's locked down because there's 20 cases of COVID. Yeah. When there's a fire, guess who's going in?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Right, I have not train
4: for a year. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> you're you're going in and you're getting up close personal in your PPE and rescuing everybody. So yeah, yeah, you yeah, still so need to be aware. It's hands
4: on to be Zoom calls. Like, yeah, if you're an accountant,
3: yeah, sure, you do your Zoom call all day long. I don't
4: care. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, there's, a you're a firefighter, or a cop, or military, yeah. you can't do this stuff by Zoom.
3: There's, mm. there's lots of things you can take a, you know, a certain, you know, educational portion of it via yeah. Zoom, depending For on sure. your groups and your structure, your department. Um, and but you need that practical, so you still have to get mm. up hands on. Yeah, hands on, muscle memory, yeah, all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't well, need to be, like, super over-the-top training either and yeah. i think just just <clears throat> super basic stuff um and you can for the people that aren't doing it i mean you you could break it right down into very small small groups if you had a couple instructors you could break it down the different days even mm-hmm. i mean there's got to be ways that you can make that work around where just getting out and getting those reps and flowing some water um mm-hmm, whatever it is just getting go out and you know, stretch a line, throw a ladder, do something just to get those basic reps in, just to keep, like, like Rob said there, the muscle memory going. Yeah.
4: Just imagine if you had 10 things going on, like if you had theoretically 10 instructors mm-hmm. and you had you know two guys in each little class and you ran, a th- so basically it'd be a three person little cohort that could run for hour and a half training on one specific task. Mm-hmm. You had 10 of those around your hall going on, you know, there's enough training that you can spread that out. So mm-hmm. that's 10 weeks worth of training because every week you just rotate the next group. Yeah. The next. So you could, that's a lot of training you can do just yeah. in small little tiny cohorts.
3: Well, and, that, and that's just it. And that's what a lot of people I feel might be forgetting is that if you're in the emergency services, you're expected in this time of shit with COVID, you got to step step up your game. Yeah, you're not going to be that one going to the party and breaking the rules, you know, just because some of your other buddies are. And if you're wearing that other shirt as a firefighter, you have that responsibility to the public and your crew for training. So Mm. if you're asked to, hey, follow the procedures, you know, Mm. stay in a small bubble, you know, so you can still come and train, that's important. Absolutely. Otherwise, because we have this talk a lot, like if somebody in our department You know, isn't doing that if they're going out partying and doing everything else under the sun, and then coming back to our training environment where everybody else has been, you know, in their bubble, Mm -hmm. so we can still come train. You know, it's just gonna fuck things up. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Well,
0: what do you think, there, boys? Yeah, we've uh, been rambling for a while. That was a lot of good stuff that we. Well,
4: That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> little, uh,
0: yeah, you guys can be the judges of that. little mud, mud-in-the-pants
4: uh, stories for a yeah. while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, considering that two hours ago when we sat down, we are like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I never shared the Jimmy the Pooh story here, did I? You didn't? Yeah, maybe no. Be, yeah, yeah no, be no, no, not tonight. Uh, <laughs> if enough people want to know about Jimmy the Pooh. Yeah.
3: yeah we'll see about that one. I don't want to be sued.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Statue of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> <what's that? laughs> Yeah. Changes it. There. Yeah. There's actually... T- <laughs> t- <laughs> t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: gross. Rob
4: will make shirts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: All right, S- Modus. Yeah,
0: let's roll on into uh, Shout-out. shout-outs. Modus, uh, Rob. Me? <laughs> sure.
2: Me? Oh, I don't I don't feel privileged to give out any shout-outs. I did on get... Lotus. Come on. Uh, Modus, okay. Well, I have my snagger tool. Uh, mm-hmm. I did get one of the uh, pocket... Uh, protectors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Organizers, come uh, on. The Modus p- pocket protector for all your fire geeky needs. Uh, it's yeah, it's actually a great little pocket deal with the uh, uh, little snagger pouch and uh, wedge pouches and all the little pockets.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled my note fits... today. I didn't do anything with it. I just pulled it out and showed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at this.
2: I <laughs> all stuff I got in my pocket. <laughs> it fits perfectly so in your side your side pants pouch pocket. There, yeah. The only thing I find is if it's on this side and you jump into that side of the truck, so in my right hand <laughs> pants pocket, and say the driver's seat is one of those air seats and it sits up too high, it's really tough to get into the seat because <laughs> it's really stiff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's bulky. But uh, yeah, they they make some great products, Canadian company, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure what codes they have.
0: Yeah, so they're uh, F 5 mm-hmm. gets you 5% off of your order. Um you you can check out everything that they offer. Uh they're on Facebook, Instagram, they got a website, uh, Motus Fire Rescue.
2: And actually I keep seeing an ad come up too. Great little product they have is the uh I wanna say personal bag, but it's got you can throw some spanner wrenches in your maybe mm. your medical whatever stuff so it's a little mm. It's
0: a pretty cool little jump yeah, kit for yeah. like your uh P V or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I have that similar little bag in my truck with
3: uh, my trauma stuff. For sure. In the bag. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can put all sorts of little things, little window punches and flashlights and stuff yeah. like that. And then, they, of course, they have their their stickers and shirts that are pretty badass as well, For right? sure. like the yeah. designs on them.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, one thing that came up the other day is, uh, and it wasn't directly related to the Modus, it was a fact right. that, that I was looking at the Modus uh, Facebook and uh, the, the snagger tool, but then this this guy had his gear laid out, and there was a, a small highway flare led puck which is a modus but yeah it's like, yeah and i'm like wait a minute i got one of those at work that no, we... uh, isn't like used, used for anything so mm-hmm. brought it to the hall and uh we put it in, this,
0: in the burn building every day
4: and i guess uh it, some kind of miracle
0: <laughs> man blew our minds so yeah just like you remember the pallet 181 that yeah. we made for bob and we yeah. we had the flasher yeah well that so Scott gave it to me to, at the this start of LA practice. It says yeah. Highway Flare," and so he uh, gave it to me. And on uh, our rotation, I just threw it over to to Kevin. Because
4: I was curious, I said I'd like to see what this does in the burn building because that might be something to mark doors that we've searched or mm-hmm. mark you know locations of patients. Or, There's like a know, big
0: magnet on them, so it can stick like, to anything magnetic yeah. or. You know, when
4: it's, and, and also for MVIs, like we can have mm-hmm. it in a pocket, put it on the ground
0: when we're doing traffic control. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we were doing uh, the second rotation of our practices. So I was on below grade. Um, so I gave it to Kevin as he was going back in. Uh, they had just re- uh, rescued the first patient. They were going to make the push down the rest of the way uh, to go do their search. So I'm like, hey, when you get to the bottom of the stairs, turn this on and put it down and tell me what you can see. Because we had it blacked out it was super smoky so yeah so he walked himself down down the stairs with this and um you could see it just shining it was super bright um as he rounded the corner going down the second flight um and he said when he got down to the bottom he put it on the ground and the entire room lit up he says i could see what was on the floor i could see what was on the bed and he shut it off or like hit it
4: because he he said I thought maybe it just wasn't smoky in there yeah
0: so he hit it and then turned on his LED helmet light and it was a wall of white smoke or like you know whatever Mm smoke directly in front of him couldn't see his hand shut that off put the red back out and he can now make out everything that was back in the room like we know what the room looks like so obviously you're putting the rest of it together but he says you can make out that there was a door here there was a bed here there was a barrel over here like there's things everywhere and he could tell exactly what everything was so is it just because the color He says break it's just the color it's yeah. breaking through
1: yeah kind of I mean, like generally
3: like well you know with a night vision and stuff yeah. like um the red is is a better I mean light with your pupils mm-hmm. and everything for it to keep your night vision, um,
0: but yeah. Huh. You, you know you even look at we we started to talk about if you look at a vehicle and you have a fog light, fog lights aren't bright brilliant white. They're gonna no. be yeah. like an off white yellowy. reflection to too much it right with all the other and it's low so where we have our helmet lights they're up high above our eyes mm. uh you've got your flashlight that's going to be attached to your uh, turnout um like upper chest area like all of these things happening are going to be high he so as soon as you put this so now you're uh, working with a low light so it's like low as in down on the ground What's your hockey puck? The it, little- it looks yeah. like a little small hockey puck yeah. um and then also with the red just cutting through that smoke uh, I, I want to test out a whole bunch more on it, so. But it's gonna be really cool. Room, so
4: it's not gonna melt. Well, I mean, it melted. It's only like seven bucks or. something. Yeah, they're yeah. really
0: cheap. It was like thirty bucks for a pack of three all in. But if so. it one yeah. it's
4: that low. If it's it that low, you it just get... know, you're dead anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Hey? You guys sell them, don't you? We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah we supplied. Um,
4: my my. Uh, your true. other drug there. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it'd be neat to see.
4: It'll be, and, like... and I want to, like, you know. if we were talking to the chief and he, mm-hmm. he said hey we can get these they're cheap he's like oh and then if everybody has one in their pocket like we said on an mba if everybody pulled it there like if everybody on the scene you know there's like 10 guys on the scene already mm-hmm. pulled it their little led thing put on the ground freaking are replace the cones well maybe not replace the cones it would mm-hmm. it would assist with the cones yeah and the good thing is they got a magnet so you can stick it you literally stick it with the side of the car if the car's half on the yeah on the, on the ditch mm-hmm. okay. So mm-hmm. do we still got
2: one in our uh, duty truck
4: yeah because mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's they're handy if you had to toss one out the window
4: That's to I'm mark saying. her uh, yeah. A driveway. Yeah, yep. driveway in roll I was mm-hmm. trying to drop a cone. just yeah. throw it at the window.
0: Yeah, you could easily like stop.
4: His, his lucky roll away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you could like just pop the door open, drop it down next next to you, and then keep on driving to get yourself into the scene. Ro- or into the scene.
3: I remember years ago, there was a conversation. I was on the safety committee, and the fire department was using these it's a similar kind of system, but it was like on, almost like on a charger on this um, thing in the truck and they just grab, peel them off mm-hmm. and then light them up. Um, and then the discussion was brought forward so as well, hey, they're way better than anything we have in the ambulances, so mm-hmm. what can we do? So our fleet and everybody else are looking over, but it was cost, mm-hmm. it was cost and then placement. So you know, typically the ambulance we roll up, if we're putting something out, you know, we're not gonna go back and gather them, we're, we need to take off for the patient. Yeah. So then there was discussion. Well, what if we join some sort of agreement with the local, you know, fire department and stuff mm-hmm. like that? But then the problem was was, we, depending on what crews are sent where, right. uh, but it was a very similar system.
0: It Was those LED lights? They use them up on the pass. Mm. I looked at so when I was talking with you, we looked at that first set, and they were. Like, super fancy. Yeah, they're rechargeable in the box. Rechargeable and... in the box. Mm-hmm. So, like, you plug in the case, the case charges yeah. while they're attached to it. Really, really nice. But they were, I mean, they're, they're bigger, bulky, and they're yeah. pricey. They're kind
4: of, yeah, they weren't as good. These are, like, yeah. cheap, easy. A bunch of LEDs, fuck them down. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because we have, uh, have the little, little LED strobe lights mm-hmm. kind of deal as well that we, uh, if we pull them out, we alternate them between cones because you can't just use those for right traffic control right you have to have the
0: cones but you can use them uh, as long as they're with a cone and alternating Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like we we've got those ones in the officer truck um which again yeah you you could use them for for uh, cones you can jam them in the top of a cone and it would you know help illuminate but yeah again like these things are dirt cheap if you drove over if you forgot it it's not the end of the world um and it could really aid to bring um a, a little bit more um just vision and awareness, because the most dangerous thing about being a firefighter is traffic control.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, I think that's bringing a little
0: bit more of that with, uh, with the with
3: the rules. Like we, we you have to have the cones. Yeah, I can't just use yeah. the. LEDs. Because yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. back in the yeah. day, we we but always the... to, we just used to use those use those flashers because they were mm-hmm. that's we thought they were bright enough. But then we learned that no, like watch the cone... out. And a marker. Yeah, a marker, that's what we like do now. We yeah. alternate, yeah. And it yeah, works. Sure. It's the cat's ass. Yeah. You know,
2: those markers would be great too. Say you do a 360 on a fire scene and so you come around a dark corner and you can take one of those lights and maybe there's a pool, yeah, something like that. You can throw mm-hmm. it out, maybe mm-hmm. better illuminate because um like we were talking about our SCBAs, we know they work underwater yeah. um, mm-hmm. somewhat. So, yeah. uh, but just a better
4: well, I mean, you, can, what's, you know, what's hazards. Mark, mark a propane tank, like mark, a land, like, like a yeah, hazard, mm-hmm. yeah, mark yeah. any hazard with that. just Toss it on there because it's not emitting any heat; it's not emitting any like anything like that. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you don't know, imagine having that in a like in a structure fire, like a big building when you're going through. You can almost breadcrumb breadcrumb your search. For if, sure. If every fire if thirty guys have one, those in their pockets, you'd start collecting them. I'm like, hey, we're we're going through. Um, you know, every 20 feet, breadcrumb where you're headed, so we know where you search, where you haven't searched. Oh, huh? mm-hmm. might be a new, uh, interesting thing to do.
0: Yeah, we have to uh co brand this with Modus.
4: Yeah, it's the same color as Modus gear, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> having an ad. Yeah. I can reach out tomorrow
4: because yeah, no, I the guy like, like three of, them, two or three of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool.
4: There
0: was. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, long drawn-out 1st uh, Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, Todd, Ignition. Ignition USA, yep. Yeah. Um, the Seattle sea uh, uh so the um, rapid-access... Seattle rapid-access tool, <laughs> Jason, as so I spit it out. Uh, Jason, with Ignition USA, created that tool. It's uh, like we talk about the Swiss Army knife of soft-entry, kind of the mm-hmm. passive-entry tools um it's fantastic it fits in your pocket it's uh, firefighter proof um it's good for all the, a lot of those passive entries where you need to uh, uh relock or resecure a facility you're going into obviously not every single building uh that's why it's dubbed the seattle sea Rack, because it works well in their response areas a lot of those industrial type buildings where they got the plate uh, kind of covering mm-hmm. their access points um yeah it it's a lot of fun to play with you got Oh, the shove knife, you've got a window punch, you've got mm-hmm. um the keyblade, you've got mm. pry bar. What else am I missing that's on there? What else
0: do they have? Gas shut off tool Yeah, gas shut off tool, auction. Uh they wrench, got the degree finder if you yeah. ever have to like shore up a wall or something. It's uh whole variety of stuff. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool actually. But yeah.
3: uh yeah, it's great. It's small, it's uh, and again, this is the trick. Is it, small you can fit in a small little tool bag or your pocket mm-hmm. um yeah the uh seattle sea rat rapid access tool mm-hmm. uh, from ignition usa and
0: we're going to try and uh, get a hold of jason to see if we can get as far as i know code. it's it's still live it's alive I, I believe we're okay. still live um we should probably get a change but i believe it's still live yeah, to it's... You're end? yeah oh man it, was, <laughs> it did so well um but, yeah, it was DTFF 2020. 2020,
1: yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, Ignition.
0: Use it until
3: uh, we hear from it if it gets it changed or, yeah. or not. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ignition USA, the mm-hmm. Seattle Rapid Access tool. Yeah. stop
4: uh, Stop the bleed. Uh, stop the bleed. So, uh, simple, free course. that You can uh, take uh, pretty much anywhere they have it. Um, bleedingcontrol.org. If you want to become an instructor... Um, three basic methods are going to be direct pressure, uh, tourniquet and wound packing. Um, and then I think certain areas they actually teach the, um, chest seal as well. But, uh, basically those are the simple methods, real, real basic ways to stop, uh, stop bleeding. Um, everybody should know whether it's kids, whether it's adults, whether it's first responders, mm-hmm. uh, myriad of people should know this. So... Look, yeah look,
3: look, up. hopefully it's i think they're teaching more now but i noticed that uh watching the football game today there's a pile of people in the stands
4: yeah
0: yeah
3: mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, I, I didn't quite catch where they're playing but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah more and more
0: i saw um, like their
3: distance and stuff yeah. through the stands but it was yeah it's like
0: super under capacity by yeah. by every stretch of it but uh yeah football's got fans uh supercross has fans yes. I, I saw that uh houston had uh, had fans in the stands like very low capacity but yeah. uh, um i know Daytona International speedway had uh the road course had a race there this weekend they're getting ready for the 24 hour coming up i think next weekend nice. and they're expecting some fans in the stands and then day 2500 on valentine's weekend no way no better way to Spend Valentine's and watching some NASCAR. <laughs> Go to Daytona. Right, turn left. Advertise stuff. <laughs> That's the best video. <laughs> it's found the guy. Yeah, it's
3: funny. Uh, stop the bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like you mentioned with the chest um, seals and stuff, you know, like when we talk about you know how simple the course can be, teaching it to elementary schools and sure. and things like that. But when you kick it up a notch and you talk to other first responders uh, who may not be Uh, typically in the medical field doing things um, or just working with some of your other law enforcements or or whatever maybe even just uh, like a a hunting group like Mm -hmm. you know pre-covid i was planning to try and get into our sportsman Sportsman association association. and -hmm. and i wanted to put that course on but that kind of put a stop on everything i still will once we get back. back up. Yeah. but um yeah chest seals it Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just addressing. dressing. It's, it's nothing. It's yeah, and I, and actually, nothing I was talking, fancy.
4: Uh, talk to the guys at work the other day. Now that we have it in uh, basically our curriculum, yeah, I'm like, you know, now we can start layering stuff. Like, if we want to add chest seals, stop not stopping us because this it's just uh, it's literally just a dressing.
3: Hundred uh, percent. You got things that go pew pew, so you should be packing a chest yeah, seal exactly.
4: mm-hmm. so, Yeah. Um, so that might be something we're gonna look at. Um, there, you know, it is actually cool because uh, now that we have this base layer for stop the bleed, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of talk in our training, like. Oh, we can add this now, we can add that, we can add this. It all just ties in. Add some hemostatics, yeah, Sorry
3: yeah. for that wound packing. And, um, yeah, those chest seals, like I said, it's, it's just a dressing. It's nothing fancy. Yeah. yeah. can't
4: really
3: screw it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's got a hole in his chest, put
0: it on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, stop the bleed. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Tanner Olsen, Um, Yeah, they're definitely itching to get back out on the road they're always talking about it on their Facebooks oh. um a uh, country music band out of uh west coast British Columbia uh they uh were planning on coming to our seminar uh, we'll have to be in touch with whatever that's going to look like but uh um we joked about they put up a a, a post about doing a I think it's some tiktok and whatever other video with... Jimmy Tenpenny? Or... Jimmy Tenpenny. <laughs> We're like, who is that?
4: Is, it, is it actually Jimmy Tenpenny?
0: I, t- I took a it's picture Tenpenny of him. Tenpenny somebody. Yeah. M- Mitchell, I think it was, Mitchell wasn't Tenpenny. it? <laughs> um, like, I'm the country guy. And I didn't... Yeah, Mitchell Tenpenny. Uh, bucket list. So there was some, like, duet thing that was going around on uh, uh, TikTok. And, yeah, they ended up getting shared by Mitchell Tenpenny who is an up-and-coming country artist as well. Nice. was on Sirius there. and Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So anyway, um, upcoming band out of uh, West Coast, Canada. Uh, they got their uh, album out now, uh, Stretching Denim. Uh, Title song. Really good, wholesome family country music there. It's
4: about to eating too much at Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure. I thought it was about seeing your old lady. And then that's the uh, the old uh, frontal reaction. What
1: are you talking about? <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> Stretching the front of your
1: camel, camel toe. No, what? you. What
4: wrong like wrong with you? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: they
4: explicit lyrics still on here? Absolutely
0: <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a pretty pretty catchy song, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Check them out. Hey, <laughs>
4: yeah, anyways, uh, us if you haven't hung up yet, or you hang up, do you hang up, do you hang up hang on up. podcasters. I <laughs> how
0: long we've we been even just give up. Come on, this far, yeah. I check on Facebook. <laughs> yep.
4: Or YouTube, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok.
3: Yeah. YouTube's a big one. Give us a like, give us a follow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um,
0: speaking of the YouTubes, um, the stop the bleed training. Uh, if you can't get out in front of anybody, yeah. right? right now obviously um you guys put together a really good uh multi-part video there of uh um basically one of the courses that you would be putting on um kind of the
3: instructor kind of geared
0: towards the instructor but you can get a lot out of that so uh head on over check that out uh give a a like follow subscribe rating whatever it is because the better uh, the more that we get interactions online, the more people we get in front of, uh, which just means that uh, you know maybe one day we can continue to to yeah. offer uh, bigger and better things coming back at you guys. So much appreciated. You yeah. think? Any more for? Uh, any, any more? more? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> we should have said that forty five minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not get it i don't know 20 minutes yeah <laughs> sure. it's an english thing i'm sure uh scott good night rob good night Doug. thank you and good night uh yeah as always i'm still not carl just to
4: say good
0: night stays sa- no i'm not i'm not done yet <laughs> i'm just gonna tell him stay safe stay, <laughs> stay dtf yeah. good night